0: I'm Desi Braden, uh, Blackhawk Warren High School football head coach and uh, fifth grade teacher at Blackhawk High School, and this is my Wisco legacy.
1: Welcome to part two of the Desi Braden episode. Uh, Episode one was just launched yesterday. It is about uh, Desi and his oldest brother, Gavin, uh, who tragically passed away at 29 years old. Uh, That story uh, was all about the impact that Gavin had on Desi's life. Um, today, we're diving into Desi uh, beyond that. We're talking about his high school and college and career and uh, family journeys. So really excited for you guys to check this out. Um, we dive pretty deep into some coaching aspects and in, in like his life as a student athlete in college and all that fun stuff. So really excited for you guys to check this out. Um, check out my website wiscolegacy.com i wrote an article about desi on there i have an article for every single episode up on on the website uh at the end of this episode i will be releasing uh what i'm doing next year taking the last two weeks of the year off um so this is the last episode for this year but i'm starting off january uh january 4th 2022 uh with a really big guest uh former Wisconsin Badger wide receivers, So stay tuned to the end of this episode to find out who that is. We'll be promoting that over the next few weeks. So go check that out. Uh, really excited for you guys to hear more about uh, Desi's journey right here on Wisco Legacy. You grew up in Monroe. You were really big into sports. Uh, what are what are the sports that you were involved in uh, as a kid and through high school?
0: Um, so I started swimming when I was uh, competitively when I was six. Um, and then did, you know, when I was younger, did pretty much all the sports. Um, wasn't real good at a lot of them, but, but still played them, enjoyed them. Um, and then as as I got into high school, uh, just focused on um, football and wrestling and track. Um, and then still did swimming in the summers. Uh, and, you know, loved playing all of them. Um, loved doing all of them. Football and wrestling were were my favorites, uh, growing up, but it, but wrestling growing up was, was definitely my favorite. Um, it was funny as, as a, as a kid, as a high school in college, I, I chose wrestling over football any day and every day. Um, it, that, that was just, again, it wasn't the best at it, but, but loved doing it. Um, your brother was amazing. Yeah. He was a senior when I was a freshman and, you know him coming back and coaching and working with me. Um, the amount of beatings he gave me, which ninety percent of them I deserved. Um, I've heard a few stories, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and there there was a lot of them that again were deserved. <laughs> um, but but Chad was awesome working with me and you know taking time out of his day to come back and work after practice and and uh, you know so I I just absolutely loved wrestling. Um, I like. Doing the other, you know, football was again my next, next, next love after that. And then, uh, kind of track because it was fun and, and mm-hmm. swimming, you know, did it to, to stay in shape for wrestling and football and enjoyed it. And, but, uh, it wasn't wrestling was definitely number one. And then, uh, you know, was trying to decide. Gav had, had done wrestling and football his first two years of college. Uh, and it was doing wrestling in college. Owen was doing track. You know, was trying to decide. Um, Again, I was not a great football player by any means. Loved playing it. Um, I guess I was okay. Um, maybe decent, but not not great by any means. But still, you know, I thought maybe try and play in college because I enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. had a great experience uh, playing high school football. Um, so I, I sat and debated on trying to do both like Gav. Um, and then it just... I, Wrestling, one eye. It was just too much to try and do both. Um, and again, wrestling was my my love. Um, so then, you know, decided, you know, was looking at schools and said, you know, I had gone and my my top three schools I had looked at were Central College down in Iowa, um, Iowa State University, and then and University of Iowa. Those were were really only three I looked at. I looked at some other ones, but those were the three that I really went and visited, um, partly because of their sports, partly because of, at that time I was planning on going to medical school. Um, so because of their, their medical school or connections that things we could do to get to medical school, um, you know, talk to the different coaches, stuff like that. Talk to Bobby Douglas, um, talk to Jim Zelensky, who was the head coach at that point I had been down for millions of camps down at all three. Um, knew knew the central you know community so well because all all three uh, you know own and get yeah, for all at central you know. so but I was like you know I know I'm not good enough to go d1 but I don't want to be 45 years old and not not have not tried it and not mm-hmm. given it a shot I don't want to sit there and wonder you know could I have made it could I not? So that, that was kind of the, I, I got to give it a shot. Um, so, you know, went to wrestling camp at Iowa State, and, and Bobby Douglas is like, hey, you know, you know, you can walk. You know, we'll give you a shot to walk on, and we'll, we'll try and make you a cyclone. And, you know, that was a selling pitch, you know, and I was like, I, I got to try it. I know I'm not gifted enough. I shouldn't. Hell, you know, I shouldn't be wrestling at D3, but I I, I got to try it. And, I you know, I've seen so many kids who, have the ability who don't make it and who kids who didn't have the ability but make it because of here and here Mm -hmm. so i'm like i i I gotta give it a shot so i went to iowa state tried it um it was brutal it was great um and i got i've never got beat on so bad in my life but i loved it um it was great um you know, finally actually made the team as a walk-on, but I mean, it was still, your, your life as a walk-on is, it is not easy. Brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, I love the experience. It gave, it taught me so much that I can use nowadays, you know, it helps me when kids are looking at going to schools and, you know, again, knowing what it takes to even play, you know, do D3 ath- uh, athletics. And then I, you know, I was just like, Iowa State's just too big. It's just, you know, I don't I'm not I can't stay here just for wrestling um, and I'm probably going to end up, um, you know, being here for four or five years and then, you know, not even wrestling varsity. You know, I had it. there was some really good examples of guys that year. Jason Murray was a uh, came back for his fifth year, um, was a walk on and played second at nationals. Um, I just went blank on his name. Uh, Jesse Whitmer was the year before, um, same, same thing. At, uh, he was a four year walk on at, uh, university of Iowa, ended up being a national champ his fifth year, you know, mm-hmm. so I had those examples, but I was like, I, that, I'm, that's not me. And again, to stay here this, this long you know, the school was just too big. So I, I transferred down to central, um, went out for wrestling, absolutely loved it. Um, if I wouldn't have made it, you know, if I wouldn't have made that, that switch, if I, you know, for one wrestling gave me that built in safe zone, um, all the different things, like, again, get, you know, gap passing away, all the other rough times I had, I had, a, you know, I, I had a pretty rough college, uh, took some time off, um, you know, I had 13 people that were close that, that passed away, you know, through part of high school and through college, you know, 13 people in 11 years. And it was just, <laughs> it was a lot. That's a lot. You know, wow. I That's- wouldn't have made it. Yeah. I wouldn't have made it through, um, with, without the people at central, um, without making that change, uh, to wrestle there and to, and then to go to school. Um, there's so many amazing people there. They, they still, they sent my daughter a birthday card still the other day. Um, so again, what, what college sends a, sends a 10 year old kid, a, a birthday card, <laughs> right? which again shows, shows what a great place it is. Um, you know, our, our wrestling coach, uh, Matt deal lived two doors down from us. So I knew I could always go there, had a safe spot. Um, but again, they, I still talk to a bunch of the guys I wrestled with, uh, a couple times a week. I talked to, to a couple of them this week. Um, you know, our heavyweight and our 118 pounder. I talked to both of them this week and, and, you know, still good friends with them again, because of that wrestling connection. So nice. okay,
1: wrestling
0: had a huge impact.
1: Yeah. I, the, the wrestling side of me has to come back to Iowa state for a second. What was it like being around Bobby Douglas? He is an interesting character. I'd love to love to hear Bobby, Bobby Douglas story.
0: Oh my God. Bobby, Bobby was an amazing human being and he was a great guy. I mean, he, he treated all of us the same. Um, whether you were a piddly walk on who had no talent like me, or if you were a returning national champ, like, like Chris Bono, I mean, he, he treated all of us the same. He, he treated us all with respect. He was, he was a phenomenal guy. I love being around him. Um, and it was funny. We'd go do morning runs, and that, I think that's why I hate doing cardio in the morning now. Those morning runs were just awful. And uh, Bobby would, you know, I think yeah, I think he was probably in his 60s at the time. He, we joked about he was 178 years old at the time. And he would be running laps while we're doing our, our morning runs and conditioning, and he would just be kicking all our butts. And we're like, how is he – 50, 60 years old. And he is just, he's, he's just killing us. <laughs> and my, my, again, the, the one I go back to with Bobby, that the one that sticks out the most, he, like I said, I, there's so many Bobby star, stories and he was such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, But again, Chris wrestling, Chris, and some of those guys, they, they were so unbelievably strong and good wrestlers and, you know, and here's Bobby, who's looked kind of like a frail—not maybe not frail, but you know, skinnier, older guy. And I remember him getting mad in practice one day, and uh, he's like, "That's it, I'm going with with you." And he goes with goes with Bono. And again, here's this guy who, you know, is returning national champ. He, you know, when he was a senior in high school, he. You know, was a three, four times state champ, you know, he was 145 pounds and was benching 375. I mean, just strong. Mm-hmm. And I watched Chris go down on the bottom, Bobby gets on top of him in the referee's position, and he just owned him. I was like, How is this how is this little old man just just owning this guy? He couldn't, he just owned him. I was like, this is amazing. So it was, that that's the one story I always come to with back with Bobby. It was, it was impressive.
1: That's awesome. But Just a, just a great guy. Well, and, and Bono is a super intense guy, so I'm sure he was yeah. getting frustrated and, and all that too.
0: Yeah. And, oh, and again, we, we learn as we get older, there's a lot of tricks you can do that uh, can, 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 can neutralize that, that oh, yeah. strength thing in wrestling. Oh yeah
1: yeah oh yeah for sure (laughs) awesome well thanks for sharing that desi initially went into school to go to med school just like his older brother gavin uh, but he ended up going into exercise science there was a couple of counselors at central college who helped him uh, pave the path forward in exercise science and uh, in episode one for gavin desi talks about uh, the impact that those folks had Um, but we dive right in here and talking about the internship he had at drake university yeah, yeah you, you spent some time at at Drake University too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Working on their their strength and conditioning side of things. Yeah, so that was my
0: uh, that was my internship in college. Um, one of our strength coaches at the time, uh, we were talking through different internships and stuff like that. and I knew I wanted to do an internship in strength and conditioning, and you know, there's so many of them out there and he's like, you know, hey, there's one at Drake. you, you know you can drive up every day. So he got me set up there. Um, Steve Lewis was his name. Steve was phenomenal to get me in the, in there. He's um, so it was so much fun. Um, I still still in contact with the strength coaches there. They taught me so much, but it, it was a great experience because you got to work with seventeen um, D one or D one AA sports. You know, football was a non non scholarship, but again, he still still got to work with with, with good athletes and see what it took at that level and take them through some some really things. I, I love doing strength and conditioning because, you know, the, they're so motivated to be there. You get a lot higher caliber athlete than just the, your general population, so you can do a lot, lot more advanced things. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really fun. And then, you know, you got to see the Drake relays and everything else, you know, where you had – know olympic athletes coming in and running at so so being at drake was a great experience uh learned a ton um our assistant strength coach there is now the uh, head strength coach out at ball state the other um coach c is out at university of wyoming as a strength coach so i still contact them uh, from time to time and yeah it was great being up at drake as a strength coach
1: yeah that that eventually led you down the path of starting your own gym uh, you you had a had a gym in New Glarus for quite a while. Um, what was that experience like running running your own gym? It was great, and, <laughs> great and rough at the same time. Yeah. You
0: know, I I loved walking into a gym every day, and that was what you you know what you went to work in. Um, it was so comfortable being able to walk in. You know, everybody else is having to get dressed up and stuff to go to work, and I'm throwing on, you know. Shorts and a and a hoodie and, and a and a hat and going to work, <laughs> which was great for me. Um, it taught me a ton. Um, I I love the people I met there. I learned a ton. Um, again, the, the business side gets gets tough. You know, one of the biggest things I learned from that was, you know, even when you weren't there, you were there. You know, you were having to worry about stuff there um, when you had your own business. Um, you know, it was a lot like farming. Um, you, you couldn't take breaks. You know, there was a lot of, I mean, my average week up there when I when I owned the gym was 70, 80 hours. And then, you know, there was times where it was 90, 100. Um, so it, it was it was tough on us. It was tough on a young family. Um, you know, you couldn't be around for my daughter for a lot of that stuff. So that, that was tough. But, it, you know, again, liked being in there. Um, as far as people you worked with, stuff like that. Um, but it was, it was a good experience as far as, as a learning experience. Um,
1: but yeah, I'd imagine it was, I'd imagine the challenging or one of the more challenging pieces of it is, uh, the general population likes to work out before work and after working at night. And if you're doing mm-hmm. personal training with them, you're up early, you're opening the gym, meeting people. Then, you know, when they're done with work, that's when they want to come see you. And that's, yeah. And having that, that work-life balance is really challenging when you're, you're doing that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. uh, Yeah. It's not family conducive is the best, best way to put it. It, And, and that was kind of the, you know, what made me make the switch of Mm -hmm. I, I looked at, you know, anything I go into in that area, you know, even as a strength coach, you're still working, you know, during spring ball and stuff like that. I was in at six o'clock in the morning and I wasn't done till at least six at night. And then it was an hour drive home. Um, and then, you know, all those different things. So, you know, your time was always dictated by other people. And I said, you know, if I stay in this in this industry, you know, I, I can still do stuff in this industry. But if I stay in it full time, it's, it's just not family conducive. You know, I I want something and I want something where I can impact more people on a daily basis. And so that's when I, you know, and I said, I love I love being around kids. I love teaching. I love coaching. So then made that decision. I'm going to go back to school and finish up my teaching certificate. Um, I had started it in college and then uh, was just ready to be done. So I didn't finish it. Um, So I went back and got my master's at Wisconsin Lutheran uh, for teaching and coaching. And uh, that was definitely the best decision I ever made.
1: Yeah. We, you and I had talked quite a bit, you know, we see each other almost every year at the Monroe mat rat tournament. And for a few years there, we were talking about you going back to school for teaching and super excited for you to do that and be able to finish that and then, uh, get a, get a nice job over in, in black Black blackhawk school district. Um, can you talk about getting that, that initial teaching job over in blackhawk?
0: Um, It was great. I, I, I was doing my student teaching up at Masell and, I, you know, I knew them up, a lot of people up at because I used to, you know, coach track and middle school wrestling and football up there. Um, Masell people were phenomenal um, and they were phenomenal in helping me get the job, um, you know. I had interviewed for a job there and I, I you know, I knew like there in Blackhawk and then Monroe were kind of my top three. If I had a choice, I just knew I wanted to get a teaching job. Blackhawk was number one. Um, you know, knew, knew the area, knew knew a lot of people there and stuff like that. And I thought if I can get in there, that would be phenomenal in a lot of ways. Um, my wife's from, from South Wayne and stuff. So, um, so I had interviewed and stuff at, at my and, um, I can't thank Al, uh, the superintendent up there enough. So I found out, I didn't know this at the time. Um, so I got done with our interview at um, in Monticello. The lady who got it definitely deserved it. She had a lot more experience. She was a really good teacher. Um, but Al, the superintendent up there called Willie, the superintendent down at Blackhawk. And he goes, hey, I got this guy who's, Student teaching for me, and, you know. I know him through coaching and different stuff, and he's like, "You need to hire him," which was <laughs> super nice, you know, uh-huh. to, to call. And, and, and again, Al, that was super awesome, Al, uh, to call Willie and put that in. And, and uh, so Al comes in and tells me that uh, Willie's expect, you know, Mister Chambers is expecting my application very soon. So I put in my application, went in for an interview. I already knew Corey, uh, Coach Mill. It's not great, but pretty good um, through coaching and football and stuff. Um, so I went in for the interview, and getting that call back was just amazing. Um, Blackhawk has been definitely the perfect fit for me, and you know, in every which way, teaching, coaching, everything. Um, I love it down here. Uh, love the people down here um, in the community as well as as in the school. Um, so yeah, getting that call saying I, saying you know, you know, we would like to offer you the job, you know, and you want to think about it, and I, and so I sat that and thought about it for about ten seconds, and I said I'll, I'll take it. And, um, yeah, it's it's been great. So I I like teaching fifth grade down here, and then again coaching football couldn't be any better down here.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I've I've met Willie a couple times, Willie Chambers, and he's he's a great guy. Uh, from the couple yep. interactions I've had, so uh, I'm glad he was able to see how great of a guy you are and get you on on staff there, and then that ultimately got you on the football coaching staff there and uh, and whatnot. So that's awesome. <laughs> so now All I want right. to dive into coaching. Uh, so you um, you've coached wrestling, you've done some track. Uh, obviously, football is is where your, your passion really lies, uh, on the coaching side of things. Uh, what drew you, drew you to coaching and were there any influential coaches over the years that, that helped you get there?
0: Um, there's been a lot of, a lot of influential, um, you know, again, it comes back to, you know, a lot of it to playing sports with my brothers. Uh, Gab was a big influence on it cause he had coached me in a lot of stuff. Um, and then seeing his impact on, on kids. Um, so, you know, I uh, started with some youth wrestling stuff with uh, um, when I was in high school doing some stuff and some flag football and stuff like that. And then, then started doing um, swim team um, when I was in college and, and, you know, continued. So, you know, just with football, I've been doing 17 years and I knew I wanted to do football, but I, you know, again, for me first starting off it was going to be you know coach wrestling you know so I was coaching a couple different middle school wrestlings um and I, I I enjoy coaching middle school wrestling um and just wrestling in general but it's funny you know as I've gotten into football as I started and stuff like that and again having your impact during the game you know I I like coaching wrestling and I like coaching the other ones but football is, is king for, for coaching, you know, as, as an athlete, I chose wrestling every day over football. As a coach, I'll choose football over anything. Um, it, you know, what you teach kids through it, um, you know, the character lessons, you know, the, the camaraderie, you know, not only for the players, but what you get with the players um, watching them interact. But then again, with, you know, with other coaches that you coach with, um, yeah, football is, is, is hands down for me, I think the best. Um, I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, your brother was a big influence in me, um, when he was coaching. Um, you know, he, he t- taught me a ton of stuff. So Chad was phenomenal. Um, Steve Gerson was, you know, wrestling coach ours who, um, put up with a lot of junk from me and my brother. And, uh, <laughs> um, so Steve, Steve passed away in a in a um, car accident between my junior and senior year. Um, was able to win his uh, award named after him my senior year, and so a lot of stuff I do coaching wise I re- relate back to you know lessons that Steve taught me and the way I saw him handle stuff. So he was a big in, in influence. Uh, Jim Ingold, a wrestling coach. Um, I've gone back and, and worked with a ton of the Monroe coaches over the years. Uh Steve Christensen has been great. Dick Carroll was phenomenal. Um, talked with Pat Martin on some stuff. Um, so they've all been great. Um, so many other, you know, the so many guys are, are been phenomenal. The, the two biggest the last five, six years, um, you know, Al minner up at Edgewood, um, and and Corey. I can't say enough thing, good things about both of them. You know, when me and Al, when I started coaching up at Edgewood, and again, it, that's a evil word to say down in on One. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Talk about coaching at Edgewood, but oh, I, um, got, I
1: got some questions around that. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was,
1: I was at the point I was ready to
0: walk away from coaching. Yeah, and Al, it, getting hooked up with Al, got that fire reignited. Um, It was a perfect, you know, and his, his son pointed that out. You know, it was a perfect time for me. It was a perfect time for him. We meshed. Al had taught me so much about the game of football, the, about life. Uh, you know, again, I, I wouldn't be coaching today if it wasn't for Al. Um, and then, you know, when I came down to Blackhawk, Corey giving me the opportunity to be on staff. And holy bananas, that guy knows more about football than anybody I've been around, um, scheme wise and stuff. He is hands down the best high school coach in the state of Wisconsin. I will argue that with anybody to death. Um, but as a, you know, as a, as a person, as a mentor, um, he has mentored me so much the last, last four or five years. Um, and again, he, people hear him and he's loud and stuff like that when he's coaching and they just equate that with negativity. And, and again, he's not, he, he does such a phenomenal job of coaching coaches and, and teaching that as a head coach of as a, as a head coach, you have to coach your coaches and, uh, you know, it's one still I'm working on. Um, but he, he sits there and breaks stuff down for, for, for other coaches. For me, you know, learning a new system, everything else is, you know, when I first came in it just as a position coach and then moving up to a head coach, Um, you know, it's not just, Hey, you bonehead, you should know this, you know, he, he, he sits and works through it and talks through it. He doesn't talk down to you. I, I, the Like I said, those, there's been a ton of coaches over the years, you know, um, our coaches at, at central uh kevin azinger um, and matt deal were big influences um they both have very different styles and that's you know it's been interesting looking at the different styles kevin was a lot more like i am a lot more <laughs> a lot more vocal a lot louder matt was you know there for people a lot more he kind of pat them on the back pick them up um i you know corey, corey does an amazing job of he'll he'll drill a kid when a kid needs to get drilled but then he's the first one over there picking him up explaining to him why he got on him and I'm I'm super impressed with how he does that Al did a phenomenal job again of picking kids up you know explaining stuff talking to them. um so those two have been huge the last last number of years
1: yeah so uh, yeah like like you said um Al Minnard is kind of a legend in the in the landscape of Wisconsin football. Uh coached at Edward for a really long time. Uh, he does some, I think he still does some broadcasting for state football. His daughter mm-hmm. is a phenomenal broadcaster. I played against his son in high school. Uh, we played against mm-hmm. uh, Edgewood all the time and um, definitely a passionate football player. He used briefly touch on it, but what are, what are some of the, the bigger lessons? Um, maybe not just the X's and O's, but, um, just the ins and outs of, of coaching student athletes that you learned from from Coach Minert there.
0: You know, uh, he, he, you know, he, he was so big on, you know, again, of getting to know, you know, getting to know him, make that connection with kids, um, you know, and being there for them and, and, and getting them past, you know, where, where they're going to be just as an athlete. Um, so he really brought that back out in me of, you know, and, and you know, still at times you, you, gotta, you know, you put it away and you got to get it back out of, you know, making those personal connections with kids, um, Al was phenomenal at that and, and, and pointing that out, um, and, and, you know, not just, yeah, again, thinking about football more than life, you know, what, what life lessons are you going to learn out of football and, and, you know, not just saying, okay, we know that and stuff like that, but all right, pointing that out to the kids. And he was so good. He had so many motivational quotes. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, and it was funny because again, he very religious guy. So he, you know, he had to take on certain stuff that, that some of us didn't, uh, you know, but even if you were a coach, if you, if you dropped an F bomb, you had to run, <laughs> you know, <laughs> run around the goalpost and come back. So that, I mean, one of the things that I, you know, first I'm like, are you serious? And, uh, but, and I watched him do it to a couple other assistants. I'm like, man, I'm going to try and mind my P's and Q's around Al. And, um, cause I, I have a dirty mouth a lot of the time. Um, but what I liked was, again, he, he held, you know, he showed the kids that he held his coaches to the same standard as his kids, you know? So that was great to see. And, and for the kids and the coaches to understand that of, you know, it's not going to be okay for this guy to do it, but not okay for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah he, al was yeah a lot of the yeah. the personal aspect of it and I mean he was he was a phenomenal ex is an old guy too but
1: oh I'm sure that's awesome um what was it like standing on the opposite sideline on uh, TR Holyoke field in Monroe here coaching against your alma mater what was that like? it was interesting um <laughs> walking in and
0: being in the visitor locker room you know you you grew up in you know there and walking and being the enemy as you <laughs> so to speak and you know it was neat because before the game I was walking through with a couple of the other assistant coaches and you know took pride in it showing different awards that you know whether I, it was mine or you know some of the state championship ones the pictures that me and my brothers were on and, and just different people we knew and stuff so that was neat um But then walking out on that field and being on the visitor sideline, it was, you know, it was just surreal. Um, Never thought I would be on that side. Um, It was, it it was really, really interesting. Um, You know, you you yell stuff out. You you know, you go see to go somebody go do something. You know, when you're like, you know, tackle that kid. He's from Monroe, and then you're like, well, that sounds so opposite from what I've known for. You know, right. thirty some years. Yes. Um it, it was interesting, it was good. I, I have a ton of respect for the run and coaches, have a really good connection with those guys. So that it was it was neat where you know, we put it aside for the game, we hammered each other and then were able to to come back and, and have conversations. Um I think the world of Toby and stuff, so it 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 was weird, it was neat, it was different. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be really different. Um, Toby's done a, <laughs> a really great job. I, I actually don't know know him well, but he's done a really great job of, of turning around the Monroe football program. And excited for the future. We almost made it to state this year, uh, mm-hmm. fourteen points points short of that. But um, yeah, he's he's done a really great job here. I, I have to yeah. circle back a little bit though. So you're talking about mm-hmm. you know early on getting into coaching and whatnot, and um, you. And my brother, Chad, Aubrey McNett and Ryan Pickett, uh, were, were middle school wrestling coaches for me and, and some of my, some of my buddies back in the day. Um, it honestly, uh, a lot of us still talk about those days. We, we all had a really great time. Great time. We were a little bit smaller team, but we were mighty. Uh, we had a lot of success and, uh, I attribute a lot of that, a lot of that success to the coaching staff there and, um. Yeah, I mean honestly Desi you're you're one of the more impactful people uh, on the coaching side of things in my life. So I really appreciate all that, but I do want to see want to know if you have any any fun stories from the knuckleheads uh, that you were coaching back in middle school there. <laughs> um oh man, there, there <laughs>
0: there's a good number of them. Um again had, there was times where we we're at, uh, I can't, I'm trying to think, we're at Mount Horb. Um, we're at Mount Horb tournament. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of who it was. Came up and asked, me and your brother standing there um, having something to eat. And I can't remember, asked us like, you know, we're, we're, he comes up to ask us question. We're expecting like a question of, you know, hey, you know, should I... You know, second period, should I choose up, should I choose down, should we go neutral, something, something along those lines. And, and again, this is a middle school kid. You could expect it maybe from one of the elementary kids, but starts asking us about, like, if we'd ever seen this cartoon. And just out of nowhere. And we're like, what? <laughs> what in the world? We're, we're, we're in the middle of a wrestling tournament. You're, you're – and Chad just looks at me and he's like, "I, I don't even know what to say." I'm like, I, "I don't either." I'm like, "Just, just go. You need to go now." <laughs> it was just the most random, goofy. We're like, "What in the world?" But oh my, there's, you know, there was some good ones of you know we we'd be having you guys you know at the end of practice do some of your conditioning, some of your core stuff, and you know, I learned so, what a plank was that so year. <laughs> yeah. The longest countdowns in the history of life <laughs> mm-hmm. where, where a, a, a 10 count lasted, you know, 45 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and again, the number of times looking, you know, the coaches would kind of look at each other and, and we would know if it was a good day, if we should have a good countdown, or if you guys were a little sparky that day, if we should, uh, slow it up, <laughs> um, and then it was, you know, probably the best was just, you know, again, if somebody got lippy, that's one thing I did like about, about coaching wrestling was if somebody got lippy, then you knew you were going to demonstrate your next move on them. And yeah. <laughs> um, I'll leave the name out. So that is. Uh, but uh, one of the one of the. One of your teammates was, was getting a little lippy and a little big for his britches one day. And uh so, so I said to Chad, I said, We're working on we're working on this next and I'm demonstrating on here and it, he like almost had to leave the room because I'm like Then I said to you guys, I said we're gonna work on throws. <laughs> and I had him come up. Because again, he was getting a little big for his britches and he was talking about how great he was and everything else. And I'm like, I'm going to launch and make sure his feet go up over his head. (laughs) (laughs) He he had been getting lippy that he would never lose a tournament and this and that. So, yep, I'm like, all right, so you guys got to do this and locked up with him and launched him. (laughs) And then I'm like, don't ever get too big for yourself. I just whispered that to him quietly of be humble. Know where you came from, you know? and then I showed it about three more times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, but there's a there is a lot of stories about you guys. You guys were a fun, fun, entertaining group, and, and great to work with. Because again, we 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 hammered a lot of repetition stuff, and again, it comes back to a lot of stuff we do now at mm-hmm. Blackhawk with our you know it's a lot of repetition, but. Again, you saw the improvements from you guys, and you guys did a phenomenal job of, again, not not complaining of, oh, we got to do this drill again. We're just going to do it because we know it's going to get us better. So it, it was a fun group, but yeah, fun to beat on too.
1: Oh yeah, and it, it led to success. I mean, I think half of us made it to state. So um, the the repetition, the, you know, like I said, those planks, it, it felt like we were doing them for days, um, <laughs> and that that helped a lot. So it was mm-hmm. honestly some of, uh, some of my uh, best memories on a wrestling matter being coached by you guys. So appreciate all the Thank things you. you guys did there. So you were named the third head coach in the history of Blackhawk. Blackhawk mm-hmm. has a huge tradition of success. Uh, your first couple of years as an assistant, you won state titles. What was it like to mm-hmm. get the, get that offer of, you know, we'd like you to be the, the next head football coach here at Blackhawk. What, what was that like?
0: Uh, it, it was overwhelming. It was, uh, you know, amazing. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's a ton of pressure. You know, that, that's the biggest thing, you know, people, you know, they've done a, you know, amazing job. Um, you know, Corey, especially of, of where they put this program at. And so the, the amount of pressure to keep it at that level, um, is amazing. Um, You know, people in the community absolutely love their football. They love their basketball. Um, You got amazing community sport between both both uh, communities. Um, But Coach Murphy and and Coach Mills have done such an amazing job. And that was one of the nice things. Walking in was like you don't have to start with a with a clean slate. You know, these things are put in place. And again, that's part of why I wanted to apply for it. Of everything that those guys had worked for had made this program i didn't want to see somebody else come in strip those out and then you know because you've seen it at so many programs where somebody comes in and they're going to change this and they're going to change that and it's not the same program and they don't they they don't stay at the same level and i was like i i want things that you know we're going to have little tweaks and and different flavors on some stuff but For the most part, you know, and again, instead of having to completely change the culture, the culture is already there. Mm -hmm. And that's that's probably the hardest thing when you come into a school is changing the culture. And so knowing that Coach Murphy and Coach Mills had, had built that culture and knowing what it took and those guys passing it on to younger groups of what it takes to be successful, um. And that part was, was super nice to, to walk in, and for one be as a, an assistant, and then and then move on to the head head job of knowing that that's in place. But again, the pressure with it is is a ton. Um, but I would rather have that pressure than be like, "Oh, we won three games. All right, let's be excited about that." No, I, I would rather have that. I want those expectations, you know. And 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 Corey's always does a great job of you know we're we're not going to apologize for our expectations and, you know, kind of taking that same approach of, you know, from coaches and, and players. Um, so it, it it's, it, it's definitely something I take as a huge honor to be the third mm-hmm. coach. Um, you know, it, I try and work my tail off to keep the program where those guys got it to and, and continue to learn from those guys and, 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 uh, keep it rolling the way it is, you know. Super proud of our kids, you know, the last, for what they did in the last eight months. Um, you know, we had a smaller team and stuff like that, but to sharing two conference titles and to make it to level three, you know, and to do all that in eight, nine months, I, I'm super proud of these guys. It, it, it was it was, a, it was a lot on a coach. It was a lot on the kids and, and, and you know, super proud of those kids and, and the other coaches on how they, you know, for them to do that. But yeah, it's been a huge honor to, to be the third coach.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, you you had two seasons of this calendar year. You played spring ball this year, which had to be super different. Your brain's not used to thinking mm-hmm. about X's and O's in, in March. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, to go through all that um, and, you know, early on in COVID, I'm sure your locker room probably wasn't available or your weight rooms and things like that. And um, working through, you know, that whole virtual school coaching aspect of things was probably pretty difficult, uh, combining that with, uh, you're in a co-op, uh, with Warren, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So there's some, there's some challenges when you're working in a co-op as well with, you know, logistical Mm -hmm. items for sure. So yeah, there, there's a lot there and, um, yeah. So I know, um, I do want to talk about those two state title runs, uh, quickly here. So, um, what was it like, uh, walking on that field at Camp Randall and then uh, being able to hoist those, those gold balls up. Oh, um, it was awesome. <laughs> you know, I haven't been there
0: as a player, um, having been, you know, played at Camp Randall, um, winning it as a junior, taking second as a senior, but still just being there, but, but being able to be on, you know, both sides of it as, as a player. And then now being able to do it, you know, being able to do it as an assistant coach two years, um being able to get both was amazing you know um, most people would hope to just get on there once as, as one or the other so to get it both was was phenomenal you know it was both years was in 2018 I was up in the booth so it was a little different because then you know you're up there you're watching stuff and then you're trying to get down so you can get in on uh, the celebration and. You know, you get so much emotions, and then uh, in 2019, being on the field and trying to, you know, keep everything at the end, you know, and they, you know, it it was an amazing experience. Um, It was like, you know, one of those ones you wish it was like Groundhog's Day that you could just keep reliving that day because it was just so much fun, so enjoyable. Um, The kids were phenomenal, you know. So it was, it was definitely, you know one of the best days I've ever had coaching, uh, so mm-hmm. much to enjoy being a part of. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was, yeah. I, I don't even know how to fully describe it. Um, you know, but it was, it was interesting cause, you know, got done with that first one and, you know, you're seeing everybody run around and you you know, seeing them host a the trophy and, you know, this is a goal you you know, I've been set out for how many years to be a part of a state championship as a coach. And one of the real you know, things that I'm sitting there thinking about while while I see that actually happen is you know, I'm sitting there thinking about Gav and that impact and you know all the things with him. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And you know, thinking of you know, doing it in his name and, and, you know, was, yeah, that's, that's what I kept thinking about and was, was pretty neat.
1: Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I had, i kind of forgot you were on a, a state title team in football and the, your senior year was, I was only a few years old, so I can, I'll I'll go based on stories I've heard. You guys were really close to winning that state title, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Away? Um,
0: yeah, we, um, they broke. It was what, 21, I want to say it was 21-21 or 21-20. Um, it was a, what was it, fourth and fourth and one. Um, they went, and I, I still, again, one of the few plays I remember, it was one of the best fakes I've ever seen. So they faked like they were doing a fullback dive. And I remember tackling and being in on that fullback um, and then all of a sudden looking up from the ground expecting a whistle and seeing their quarterback was kind of jogging like he was jogging to the side and then he takes off in a full sprint and seeing him just run down. And then that was a winning score. Um, and that was you know late in the fourth quarter and oh, it was just, yeah, it was, it was a close game and it was just brutal to look up and see that and be like, it was mm-hmm. there and then we you know, just couldn't finish it off but yeah it was yeah. still just to be up there and be a part of it was
1: yeah yeah that's crazy i the the early 90s monroe football I, my brother was on the three pete you got the state title there there was it was a dynasty back then so mm-hmm. yeah All right, so I'll transition to some rapid-fire questions quickly here. Um, So first thing that comes to mind, these are all about the state of Wisconsin, and then I have a final question to kind of wrap things up. All right, what's your favorite restaurant in Wisconsin?
0: Favorite restaurant in Wisconsin. Um, It's funny, when we we talk about these in in class, when we do rapid-fire questions, and then your brain goes completely blank. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Is it just a, just a Wisconsin only, uh, restaurant? No. Um, I would, I would say Golden Corral is like one, one of the top ones. That's been a big one for us. The the buffet gotta, gotta go with. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I know it's nationwide, but yeah, that's usually kind of one of my first. Yeah. It's
1: a good one. That, 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 or Red Lobster. Yeah. Probably two, two up there. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite event in wisconsin
0: favorite brent uh badger football um going, going to a badger you know a saturday badger football afternoon badger football game hands down mm-hmm. um, probably going to a brewer's game after that but uh badgers football would be number one for me I'm surprised to hear brewers out of your your mouth aren't you an astros fan? i know i i I am. I am an Astros fan, but it's, it's still fun to go to
1: a Brewer's game. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. All right. Last rapid fire question. Where's your favorite place to hang out in Wisconsin?
0: Favorite place to hang out. Um, probably the zoo. Yeah. I love, I, I love, you know, probably, I, I like both Milwaukee and the Madison, but Madison Zoo, I love going to, you know, I I would say that going there with the kids and my wife, Tara, that would be my, you know, that's one of my favorite places to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, we have a a two and a half year old and uh, my second daughter is 11 weeks now. Um, She hasn't gone to the zoo yet, but uh, my two and a half year old loves animals. So yeah, seeing her mm-hmm. see the giraffes and rhinos and lions and tigers and all mm-hmm. that, it's it just lights her face up. It's so fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, and seeing yeah. seeing how they react is is definitely the best. I I like animals, but yeah, watching how the kids react to it and just seeing mm-hmm. them go bonkers, yeah, it's mm-hmm. the best.
1: Yeah. I'm the dad that throws her up on my shoulders and walks around and and all that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Desi, I got a final question here for you and then we can kind of wrap up here. So uh, when all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Um, you know, the,
0: the, the biggest thing thinking about it, you know, teaching, coaching, being a husband, you know, I, I just want to be remembered that I had a, a positive impact on people's lives. Not, not concerned about money or you know. Again, want to want to win more titles, you know, state titles, and 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 do all those things. I, I want to have you know, yeah, have the accolades. I, I don't want to be remembered for them. I, I want to be remembered for having that that positive impact on you know on people's lives. You know the you know I'm a different person because of the impact you had on my life. That, that's when all is said and done, that if if that that's what I want to be remembered for. I, you know, I don't want to be remembered for anything else. I'm sure there's <laughs> plenty of people who might remember me in in other ways, maybe not the the best, but I just want to impact people's life in a positive way and and just say, you know, I got here because of things you did. You know, you you left a footprint on my heart and. Uh, that's kind of where it is.
1: That's awesome. That would be my
0: legacy.
1: And that's a great legacy. I mean, uh, I can tell you from experience being the little middle school wrestler that I was, uh, you made a significant impact in my life, my wrestling career. Um, some of the things that you instilled in me at that young age, uh, I still, uh, still dive into, you know, Obviously, I've lost a ton of weight over the last year, and part of that was through the hard work and, and determination that that you helped forge in me uh, in middle school. So, uh, yeah, just from from my perspective, you're definitely living that legacy. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the time here today, Desi. This was this was a lot of fun uh, talking mm-hmm. to all things your family, uh, coaching, and and all that. It was it was a blast. So, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah.
0: I, I got to say one quick one, because otherwise I'll get, get beat to death by my kids and wife. I, I,
1: none of this would be
0: possible, you know, especially coaching everything else. I, I've got the most amazing coach's wife ever. Tara does an amazing job. And for her allowing me to go spend time with other people's kids and not with my own, you know, is, is absolutely amazing. So I got to give her a quick shout. And then, obviously, the three little monsters, Mia uh, Calum and Mateo, I, I definitely got to say at least one quick thing on them. Cause again, they're the reason I get up and it's stay moving in the right direction. So I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if it wasn't for those four. So
1: yeah, that family I support. Make sure I got that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That family support. I mean, even dating back to running the gym, all the countless hours you were putting in there and then, you know, getting into coaching and whatnot, that's, that's a crucial key component to, to success. So That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Well, Desi, I appreciate you hopping on Wisco Legacy.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Big shout out to Desi for coming on and talking uh, at length about the impact his brother Gavin had on his life, uh, coaching high school and collegiate sports and and all sorts of things. Uh, I had a blast. Desi's been one of the more impactful people I've had in my life. Uh, He just coached me a few years in in wrestling, but uh, he made a tremendous impact on my life. So Desi, thank you so much for hopping on wisco legacy and sharing your story uh the beginning of the episode i mentioned that i have a big guest coming up uh i am taking the last two weeks of the year off to spend some time with with family uh around the holidays so i'm really excited to announce that on january 4th we're kicking off the new year with uh, former badger wide receiver uh former nfl player jonathan orr uh, Jonathan Orr played for the Badgers in the, the early to mid-2000s. Uh, he graduated in 2006 uh, from the Badgers, uh, went on to play a couple of years in the NFL with uh, the Titans and Raiders, and now he runs a company called Athlete Transition Services, where he provides uh, services to uh, athletes that are transitioning uh, to life after sports. Uh, he does a lot of career development and transition work, and uh, there's mental health uh financial coaching, all sorts of things. Uh, it's such a blast talking to him. I'm really excited for you guys to, to hear that episode. Um, again, that comes out January 4th. So uh, thank you for following along on Wisco Legacy uh, over this this year in 2021. It's been a blast for me to do. Uh, and I, if you have any uh, requests for guests or anything like that, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always ch- trying to chase down the next person or the next story. So Uh, For everybody listening, thank you very much and have a great holiday.